and the moment you step out of it, then you just go like, oh wow, and I, that all happened. I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. A couple weeks ago, Nicole David announced that she would be uh, retiring at the end of the season. Uh, very likely that her last tournament would be uh, the British Open later this spring. And I went into the vault and got out an interview I did with Nicole in October 2016 uh, at the U.S. Open in Philadelphia. We had a wonderful conversation. Uh, it started out talking about uh, a meeting uh, that she had with Roger Federer uh, a couple years earlier uh, as a part of the, uh, the bid process, uh, Squash's campaign to get into the uh, Olympic Games. And so that's a, a great story uh, about what that was like. Uh, of course, Nicole sort of... Uh, the Roger Federer of squash. It's just a great conversation about sort of the, you know, why, why do we play these games and, and how does one, uh, you know, stay on as, as, a, as a world champion. Yeah, so I was uh, fortunate enough to meet uh, Tony Gottsick, his, um, right. his manager in Cleveland during the Cleveland Classic. And um, I... I did pretty what, well. What year is this? Like this was in, um, I think, just before the Olympic bid. So because it was like maybe 2012, 13, I think. 13. Yeah. Okay. So. So maybe February of 2013. Th- yeah, between okay. 2012 to 2013, and so I got a chance to meet Tony, yeah. and he was saying, "Oh, I've I've heard from WSA, and they wanted to uh, see if Federer was interested to support uh, the the Olympic bid." And then from then on, like, you know, Tony was saying, uh, I knew, like, Ingrid and um, with tennis and, you know, and when I saw this tournament, I thought, oh, maybe, why not check it out? And then uh, I got a chance to meet all of you. So, and after watching some squash matches, he was like, right, you know, we have to get uh, Federer on board and I will speak to him and see whether he's available and... So yeah, I I told him yeah I would be in Holland at the time when he's playing this uh, the tournament in Rotterdam. It was right. the ABN Amro tournament, and I was just very uh, I was already like buzzing to watch his his matches that to, alone. to go live and yeah watch. and watch. Had that you alone. ever had you ever seen him play in live? Person? Yeah, I I've seen him live in Wimbledon a few times and also in Australia and. Uh, the Australian Open and but wow. never met him in person sure, right. so but you had seen him play at Wimbledon and yeah. the Australian no no opening match in centre court and I, it was amazing no uh, I was really really fortunate to see him in his suit and but this time like when when uh, Tony mentioned that okay let's arrange a meeting with you and after his match in the quarterfinals I was like really like you know uh, really excited and I got a chance to watch watch him play, mm-hmm. and everything was arranged. Who did, who did he play? Do you remember? He played um, Benetou uh, yeah. from France, and um, at and I was there with Lauren Briggs, uh, another former squash player, yeah. uh, and she she was training in Amsterdam at the time, and I asked her, "Come join me," and she came. We watched, and then he he actually didn't didn't uh, didn't win, and um, so we thought maybe. We may not see him after, but he was so gracious at the press conference. Uh, the the press conference and mm-hmm. actually said that he was willing to. Uh, he promised to do this um, uh, to um, this 
yeah, to endorse squash for the Olympic bid, and he's gonna do that, you know. And um, he said that at the press conference. Yeah, no, he he said that to the media yeah. um, media guy, and and then basically, wow, it went on and saying, okay, yeah, I used to play squash with my dad when I was six years old, and you know the the sport is is great, and you know um, they're all top athletes and top professionals, and we hope to see them. In the Olympics, and um, yeah. so it was just so nice to meet him first time personally. And after afterwards, he just um, said, "Okay, why don't we just like chat somewhere else away from the media and just to uh, how long did the media thing go? For? Like, was it like ten minutes or an yeah, hour or about like yeah, ten minutes more on his, short. his yeah, match? They were asking him questions his about matches, his match. Yeah. yeah, and then after that, yeah, he he made a personal like you know yeah. uh, intro on squash right. and the bit. And did you get up there? Were you sitting yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. We had some photo opportunity right. and uh, yeah. everything was done. And then when we moved on, we went to the players' lounge, and he's like, oh, you know, offered us to have a drink or yeah. or and then after that, before you know it, two hours later, I'm. I'm there having dinner with him and his coach and his uh, sports therapist because he wasn't playing the next day. So, right. so he had time to hang out and chat, and it was amazing. It's one of my most memorable uh, moments to actually like see him uh, in person. And he's such a great guy, such a, so humble, and mm. you know, and still signing stuff, you know, along the way with. Things and requests sense, here yeah. and there, but he still made time to. Like, well, it's funny because you you told me that you sort of expected that to be a, a sort of a ten a, minute yeah. shake hands, take then, take the photos, yeah. and then you were going to get back on the train. Yeah. And instead, he's like, "Well, let's come hang out," and then he's like, "Let's go out to dinner." Yeah, no, just have dinner with, at the players' lounge, and then his sports therapist took the food for us and ask us what we want he's offering like dessert and it's, it's just bizarre the whole whole day was like the whole experience was was just a surreal moment and when Lauren and I went back on the train we were just going like, did that actually like happen like did he just like sit there and and the main thing is he still spent time with us even after a loss right. you know and and uh, I learned a lot just from how he reacted as well. Like he didn't talk about the the loss at all. Like he just said, "Oh, you know, um, the the player played better on the day. I didn't feel maybe a, a few of my shots, but you know that's how it is. And you know for the next time. And then we didn't go into it anymore. And and then we just chat on other, on things. other things. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it, I really learned so much on how his manner his how he yeah. presents himself how he handles the press it, it's mm. just a like class act really well it's also like you know you can do it publicly but then the fact that like you know even privately he's still, he's still the same guy like yeah. he's still genuine he's still helpful he's just a nice guy he, you know he's like hey I want to meet you and I mean yeah. you, you told me that you guys talked a lot about Squash, like yeah. he wasn't just like let me tell you about tennis, no, no, how no. famous I am. No, he was no. like, tell me about your life. Yeah, and which and is how, you know he doesn't need to be that way. Exactly, but and how can. how the the game is growing and mm. and he knows sports, so he fall, he knows like we he doesn't compare like what where tennis is and squash. He knows yeah. like squash is amongst the other uh, other sports like you know badminton or right. table tennis and. You know, and like asking how big the tour is, and he's really like was 
showing his interest yeah. and you know and it's it's just all very genuine and you just Lauren must have been like oh my god yeah. <laughs> like, it was great to share it with someone as well so we actually have like proof <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it was a great day and a great moment for sure amazing mm. yeah it's so unusual yeah um not every day you get a chance to do that no that's for sure. <laughs> right and he treated you like an equal i mean yeah. you are an equal Except for financially, like he just makes more money at tournaments, right? That's like really the you know. Well, what's the main you know? the main thing that he does is like he treats everyone as an equal. Like yeah. you know, after hanging out with us for two hours and chatting and uh, just just so down to earth, like, yeah. and then he later on at maybe midnight there'll be fans outside waiting still for waiting him for the and autographs. he's still there 20 minutes later signing autographs saying right. you know and meeting everybody and then he goes back to the hotel and yeah. that shows like you know how much he gives back and you know it's not all about you know yeah. what he does it's really what he can do and how he impacts the people around him yeah. you know yeah I think it's the adjustment of understanding what's going on and then you just have a you see a different perspective of yourself, you know? Like, mm. I think when you go through each year and going through tournament after tournament, match after match, you just don't fully grasp what you're doing because you're just doing it, yeah. you know? You're just going in there, doing it, giving right. it your all. And and the moment you step out of it, then you just go like, oh, wow, and I, that all happened. And I think when, I, when you take a step back, then you just realize... You have to give yourself a bit of time to realize what's yeah what's f- fully happening. So yeah, it's it's tough, but then you know it's there somewhere, and you're just gonna just. So are you are yeah. you saying that one thing that's happening is like you're in not enjoying it more, but mm-hmm. like you're learning about yourself more in yeah. the sport and and what else? What more do you want to achieve to, to come? To get from yeah. from this amazing sport, yeah. and to be honest, like this sport still still gives me like such a high when yeah. you just step on that glass court. I think for me is to be is still coming back to what I have always worked towards is to be a complete squash player, I, because you know I still am learning from Liz. She has so much to offer still. Yeah. There's a lot of areas that I can still like you know improve on. Because I, I see the game in a different perspective, I see myself in a different light right now and, and it's now how I'm able to put it all together. So it's just now fighting my footing to just make it all work and it all come together and uh, and uh, the, it's just building again right. and, you, and, get you, and that fire to just keep keep me going because it's if you don't have that fire, I would stop now. But you, you still have the fire? Yes. Or like it's kind of waxed and waned a little bit but now now it's it's really like you know but that's incredible and, after all these yeah. years like you know it's nothing like it I think com- competing and and being on the glass court yeah. and putting your heart and soul into it and so like Leighton Hewitt right like Leighton was yeah. at the top and then for years he was like not and he kept playing you know and yeah. some people were like you should retire and he's like no I like I can't imagine it yeah. not there's nothing that can replace um, that competitive edge in you. Nothing can push you to that limit where it it like tests you in so many ways. Yeah. Like you know, you, you know, you got so much, so many levels of yourself yeah. when you come when you play a, a squash match. 
is how you want to take it to that next level and to sustain that and I think that's my that's what I want to achieve is to get my performance like at so you're not worried about a, a specific goal it's, it's just like just you my, want to get better yeah and then and perform keep, better and keep my my consistency and yeah. if I and if I do that then the results will come and everything will come into so into you and I talk the night after you literally the night after you <laughs> you had this like insane match winning yeah. the world championship again um and you know that was like for the 500th time the most amazing match that you you pulled that out and was there a moment that was in in um that was uh two years ago yeah so was there a moment that you felt like that upset you that you said you know what like like you you said like the fire like it's been coming and going like Mm -hmm. Was it when you were no longer ranked number one that was upsetting, or was it like, or like when did you go? God, like I need to recommit myself. Mm. Was there a moment that you felt that way, or was it? Yeah, <clears throat> I think it was more when it. Yeah, you kind of. Um, I I think my priorities were a little after the worlds in in two thousand. Yeah, in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, it just sort of took a lot out of me that whole year and yeah. uh, to perform the, the way I did throughout the year with Commonwealth Games with the World Championships the World Teams the Asian Championships the Asian Games you know that whole year was was a Hard. big big year and I think it took so much out of me that I just thought like you know I should just sort of let sit yeah. and I think when you do that you can't let your guard down you know that's what squash is all about the moment you put so maybe squash maybe a little bit second, yeah. and you get to second. Then you, <laughs> so I think that's that was an obvious like re, like um, tip point that yeah. like really like resonate. What when I when I decide when I did decided that and because it it was a heavy year that I just needed to take, take that, a break. Yeah, yeah, that step back, and but I didn't quite give myself a, the chance. I just went into it and and uh, kept playing tournaments and. Yeah. And and then so it took me a little bit longer to actually really go in and like switch on and say okay you know what I have to put squash back to my priority now you know it's so easy to let that go yeah but well, it is yeah and and you know over those last ten years before mm-hmm. that you there was no you had never really done that no, right like no. where you had just like backed off it and was, like trained a little less it was just on my phone. sort of relentless yeah and uh and you know it's and I haven't even like given it a second thought because you just think you do that naturally but then but it does you know you I did realize that 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 subconsciously I made that yeah, choice right. without without even saying it out yes. loud so so then again like and then I think that slowly you kind of lose something a bit deeper because if you make that sort of choice it mm. just kind of wear you off out of your your tracks Right. And now it's just, and then uh, like slowly earlier this year, everything sort of really built and grow a bit more in, inside of me, and you know, then I just knew exactly what I really want is to be to be the best that I can be, and still push as much as I can, as long as my body is good, my mind is willing, and my heart is, and my the fire is still there, and no one is, no one should ever say when to stop. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we, I think everybody wants you to play mm-hmm. till you're 70. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Yeah, 70 is a bit pushing. No. <laughs> yeah, but... But, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, some people in athletes, they say, if I'm not winning the event, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and you were so dominant, so you could have said, like, the first time I lost a match, I'm out of here. Or the first time I'm not number one. And and um, other people are like, you should play as long as you possibly can get out on the court. Yeah. And like, if you have to be in the qualifiers, mm-hmm. you know, like play in the qualities and get into the main draw and like play, you know. And some and and you know within squash, we have both examples, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, like, are you are you, are you saying I'm not gonna. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just going to play I until no I have that, I don't have the fire. Yeah, I have no idea. Until, yeah, yeah until that time comes, you know. You know, like, you, yeah. you know that it's, like, set for it's you. It's time but, to go. But you're but not saying, like, oh, you know, I'm just going to play, and at the British Open, that'll be my last tournament. No. Or the World Champion. Like, you're not predicting. Because you, you don't know. know. You don't you know, know how long you're going to go. Yeah, exactly. And I think I see myself still in the game for a long time. And um, and what's so good about what the position I'm, I'm at is that I have all the support from yeah. the Malaysian government, the, the sports council, and and uh, and all my team Your is like set. they yeah. just they just are like right by my side, and they see they believe in what I'm. I'm able to do and they're there if I want to they are there you know for me yeah. in every way and and that's all you need and like and and then my body is you know pretty I'm healthy so like you yeah. know it's been I, I'm one of the most fortunate athletes that not just squash but a lot of other athletes that yeah. in their career they've had other experiences that yeah but take you you started working on your body like they kept track of you when you were young yeah like they didn't exactly. say oh you're world number one let's start having a program no, like no, you were doing this when you were 12 13 yeah. 14 right yeah exactly so, and you, that's, you I know, got all, so it's all not this. just luck right no, i mean no, it is a little bit a of like of work. Yeah. like now it's even hard more work because you probably put in 50 percent of it as recovery and making sure your body is set to prolong your career and that's what I want to do as much as possible and um, and that's because if I mean this game doesn't that everybody have if you're not in the sport and you haven't fully played the tour you would no one would understand how fulfilling it is when you're competing mm. you're in a, you're in in the US Open the British Open the World Championships and everything you have worked your heart and soul is is right in that very moment that you can just go and let let yourself go and, right. free. and perform yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just uh, it's just like something you can't describe so that feeling yeah and you only get it really in a match you don't it's, get it practicing right no you no. only get it in a match TV's on the photographs the doesn't the, get you did that level yeah. that point. So that that feeling like 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 that's a great feeling, right? Yeah. And you like someday you're not gonna get that, right? Exactly. So why stop when, when you can still get it? Yeah. And like, you know, there's no I mean like everybody is looking at my future but I want I have my own future to look at, you know, and yeah. everyone wants to plan things for me, but I want to I want to do play this game as long as I can. Right? If it's another five years, then it's another five years. And well, I know for yeah. for a long time we were always like, 
How old will Nicole be in 2016 <laughs> yeah. when we're in the Olympics? Yeah. And then like, all right, how old will she be in Tokyo 2020? <laughs> yeah. Right. And now it's like 2024. I mean, you know, we're like, we keep on pushing you like, how old will she be when we finally get in? And like, you're going to be like 70 and we're going to be like, she's got to play. <laughs> Uh, no, but, the Olympics, I think, within the next 10 years will be quite difficult for yeah. to because we still need to get the IOC makes a proper structure yeah. before we can actually go go into it. But yeah. Yeah. apart from that, we should just be more focused on building our sport and uh, creating the, the way that we market our sport better right. in the next few years and you know, I'm not fit into a criteria, not yeah. into a box that needs to be yeah. set by someone else or by another organization. We are a unique sport, and uh, our uniqueness will oh, translate yeah. in eventually. Eventually, they'll in, figure it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I always like I was like, you know, we all want you to play in the Olympics, <laughs> and uh... oh, maybe another sport. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer, Grant Irving, our social media manager, Lorel Holly, and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and most importantly, has spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash buddies.